So, Heavenly Father, we thank you for this evening. We thank you for the opportunity we have to be in this place together, to have fellowship around your word. We honor and we exalt the Lord Jesus Christ tonight. We glorify and honor the Lord Jesus for his death on the cross, as our brothers and sisters have led us to think about tonight and to focus on. There's power in the cross. We thank you for the transforming, saving power of the cross that all of us, many of us in this room have experienced. We pray for those who perhaps are listening tonight or joining us online or someone who's here in this building who does not know the power of the cross and the saving grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. We pray that tonight they might be drawn to Jesus and they might confess their sin. Repent of their sin and believe in the Lord and trust Him for an exchanged new life. We pray that you would forgive us of our sins. We come here today, so we bring, here we are in the middle of the week, Lord. You know all about what's going on in our lives. You know the worries, the fears, the frustrations, all the emotions. We pray that you might help us to bring our thoughts captive to the obedience of Christ as the Word of God helps us do that. How we thank you for the Word of God and the Holy Spirit bringing our thoughts captive to the obedience of Christ. We will obey you in thought because we have heard your Word and the Holy Spirit is our teacher. We pray that tonight, Lord, you would help us in the quiet of this moment to be still and know that you are God. We thank you for the peace. We thank you for the joy. We thank you for the victory that we have in knowing Jesus Christ. It has changed our lives forever. May we live it out and enjoy it every day of our life. And may tonight you teach us from what the Lord has taught us about the blessedness of the Christian life. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Well, good evening to all of you. It's good to see you. If you have your Bible, find your place in the Gospel of Matthew. And, and I also want to mention to you, those of you online, may the Lord bless you. We're glad you're joining us and we miss you. wish you were here for whatever circumstances. We're glad that you can come and be with us. And uh, as we start tonight, for some, for some season of time, we'll be looking at um, these very famous words in uh, what are sometimes called the Beatitudes. It's the, these first 12 verses in Matthew 5. We're going to leisurely move our time through here. So where's Aunt Angie at? Where's Angie? Yeah, now Angie's trying to recruit for her Bible study class. I'm not mad about that. But it's kind of like hunting in the zoo. You know, we're hunting in the zoo. But that's all right. Angie's a great Bible teacher. You ladies should join her. She'll be starting next week. I don't know where will you meet on C Hall? C Hall. Yes. Yep. And we thank how many years have you taught, Angie? Ever since Frank Whitaker asked me to. No, that's not good. How many years is that? Probably probably about fifteen ish. Fifteen or more. Yep, and we're grateful for your teaching. Thank you for what you do for our ladies. Even though I won't be mad at you, but that's all right. Okay, so y'all come. <laughs> there you go. 
We'll have him make a video for you, all right? I look around this room and, oh, these words are so familiar to us all. What do we do? What do we do with the familiarity of God's Word? Well, we quote it, we sing it, but do we live it? We hear it, but do we do it? I want these uh, words tonight to, uh, they, they tie to what I'm so desperately trying to get to, and I know I haven't gotten there yet on Sunday morning because I must first give a warning to people about false assurance. But what we'll be talking about for some, Lord willing, some period of time on Sunday mornings about blessed assurance ties to what I'll be talking to you about tonight because here we find the Lord. Oh, how different this is. Uh, Those of you who are with me as we study the book of Exodus, the mountain quake, the the fire came, the dark clouds were there, the lightning was there, the boundaries were set, no animals could even go up there, no one could come close to the unapproachable majesty and glory of God. But here, and the law was given, but here, here we have it. Our Lord comes and he, when Jesus saw the crowds, he went up on the mountain and after he sat down, his disciples came to him. There's the setting. He saw the crowds. And in the midst of the bigger crowd, he speaks to his disciples Specifically, these words that we look at and we'll be looking at together in the days ahead are truly a description of the Christian life. You're not a Christian if these things are not true of your life. You're not a Christian. So it's careful, it's important for us to linger on them, look at them, take them apart, think about them, and that's what we'll try to do together. In the days ahead. But first, what did the Lord say? Well, 11 times here. He says, blessed or blessed. He says, blessed, verse 3. He says, blessed, verse 4. He says, blessed, 5. Blessed, 6. Blessed, 7. Blessed, 8. Blessed, 9. Blessed 10, blessed 11. I want us to consider and think about the the privilege of blessedness. We are blessed people, yes, but we are the blessed ones. We are the blessed ones. When Jesus saw the crowds, they weren't blessed, they were in a mess. They were distressed. They were troubled. They were worried. They were fearful. They were angry. They were living out lives of godlessness. When he saw the crowds, he went up on the mountain. And when he sat down, the disciples came around the Lord. So now we gather tonight on that same mountain and we sit with the Lord. So in the weeks ahead, we sit with the Lord. And as we sit with the Lord, 
we learn these qualities? Is this the first major presentation or teaching of the Lord? We, we don't, uh, in Matthew's gospel, this is where it all begins. You go back, you see the temptations, you see the first disciples, you see his ministry in Galilee beginning and he's preaching. And then we have Matthew giving to us these phenomenal words in Matthew 5, 6, and 7. All of these words are for us as Christians. So the Sermon on the Mount, as it's called, Matthew 5, 6, and 7, become very important for all of us to know here and to live by. So we'll do our best to take these words seriously. Blessed are the poor in spirit. Well, we're not going to talk about the first blessing of God and the first quality of being blessed as a poor in spirit tonight. We're going to talk about how God blesses us. The New, the, the New Living Translation reads these words, God blesses on each of these verses. God blesses, God blesses. And that's sometimes a good paraphrase for you to look at. So I want you to consider tonight that you were once cursed and now you're blessed. You were cursed. You were under the curse of the law. You were under condemnation. You were under the wrath of God. You were dead in your sins. And when you came to know Jesus Christ, everything changed. Isn't that good? Thank you, Terry. Everything changed. Everything changed. The day we came to know the Lord. So blessed, blessed. Depends on how you use the word in the English language, and I won't bore you with all of that, but there are differences. Blessed or blessed. This word, uh, many of you know this tonight. You have your Bibles with your own notes. It can be the word for happiness. I want you to think about this word as a condition of spiritual happiness. I want you to think about tonight the Christian life being a life of blessedness. Wait a minute. Wait a minute, preacher. A life of blessedness when I am going through all kinds of trouble? Yes. Wait a minute. A life of blessedness when I'm sick? Yes. A life of blessedness when I am rejected? Yes. A life of blessedness when I lose things? I, yes. A life of blessedness in loss, in victories, in happiness, in successes. This is what we're talking about tonight. I wonder tonight how often you think about, this is what I'm trying to do with us tonight. Those of you listening to us who are not here and those of you who are here, I want you to consider the privilege of your blessed life as a Christian and what it really means. And that's what I want to try to take apart for you here. First of all, the Christian life is a life of blessedness. And I start with this first principle. The Christian life is a life of spiritual enjoyment, contentment, and joy. This is for all of you who are followers of Jesus tonight. You are, you are experiencing blessedness because of salvation in Jesus Christ. I appreciated so much what... Uh, Shauna and the ladies were singing and it just, again, singing about the love of Christ and 
So what is our, what is our theme verse we've been using, or I'm using in 1 John to describe blessed assurance? Well, it's 1 John 4.16. We have come to know and have believed, listen, the love which God has for us. Now that's blessedness. Amen. Being loved by God. So think about this tonight, my friends. This condition we're in. We're now in this new condition of blessedness. We're in this new condition of blessedness and it goes with us regardless of the circumstances of our life. This is what brings you joy. This is what brings contentment. This is what brings enjoyment, pleasure to your relationship with God. It is this matter of being blessed by God. And blessed by God, and blessed by God, and blessed by God. He's not stingy on the blessings. He's abundant and pours out and lavishes us with His blessings. We are the blessed ones in a world of people who are without Christ and they're the cursed ones. That's why we share the gospel. So there are fewer and fewer cursed ones. Uh, what did Peter say to us? First Peter 1 Peter 1.8, I've given it to you. It's one of those great, famous, wonderful. Here is a description of the bliss. Can I use that word? The bliss. Are you having bliss in your blessedness? Though you have not seen him, that is the Lord Jesus, you love him. And though you do not see him now, we don't see the Lord yet with our eyes physically. But we believe in him. Listen, this is tied to your faith. This is the power of our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. This is what happens when we trust and put our faith in the Lord Jesus. But you believe in him. And look at this. Here it is. Here's his description of blessedness in 1 Peter 1.8. You greatly rejoice with joy inexpressible and full of glory. Is that a description of you tonight? Do you sit at home? Do you go to work? Do you sit with your friends and as much as there's enjoyment in all of it, is there in your life, is the Holy Spirit reminding you of your blessedness? Though you've never seen the Lord and though our Non-Christian friends would make fun of us. You believe in someone you've never seen? Yes, we do. We build our lives. We live and face death believing in the Lord Jesus Christ whom we've not seen. And though we've not seen him, look what faith does. We greatly rejoice with Look at this, joy inexpressible and full of glory. If I'm not living like that, perhaps I don't understand what I am as a Christian. This is why the Lord begins and says, blessed or blessed or blessed, 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 blessed. God blesses believers with spiritual blessings. What did Paul say? I've given it to you there under your outline. Ephesians 1.3, you know this verse. 
Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us. Blessed Him because He has blessed us. This is the why we worship. We worship the God who blesses and blesses and blesses. Oh, you went through that time in your life when you thought nobody knew, nobody could help you, and all of a sudden, God blessed. And you still can't explain why he blessed. Well, that's what he does. He blesses. He blesses. What did the Lord say? How many of you, being evil, know how to give good things to your children? Surely. Surely, brothers and sisters, we would know that God knows what to give to us. He blesses. He blesses. His hands are open to us, not closed. He says to us, I have given you all these spiritual blessings, and that's what, not physical blessings. They never work, do they? They never work. As I tried so emotionally Sunday to say to you, the sadness of Psalm 10 is, is that many people in the world think because they have things that God has sometimes blessed them. God's blessing is not based on what you own and what you possess. Spiritual blessing. This is what we must see. He has blessed us, please please pay attention to Paul's words, with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. That's why we have our glorious high, high priest who dispenses to us what we need. At the throne of grace we find mercy and grace to help in time of need. Well, God blesses believers as they live in holiness and obedience. I've given you one little phrase from John 13. <clears throat> you see what the Lord says there? It's a concluding statement to what he's saying in John 13. So I'll go back and I'll read just a little bit before that. Uh, verse, uh, John 13, 13. You call me teacher and Lord, and you are right, so I am. If I then, the Lord and the teacher... Wait, uh, wash your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I give you an example that you also should do as I did to you. Truly, truly, I say to you, a slave is not greater than his master, nor is one who is sent greater than the one who sent him. If you know these things, if you know these things, notice what he says. You are blessed if you do them. Blessing comes with holiness and obedience. You're blessed if you do them. What do we sometimes say? Well, I don't, I don't want to forgive that person. You're blessed if you do. Well, I'm going to just hold this grudge. You're not going to be blessed if you do that. The blessing of God is tied to our holiness and our obedience. You are blessed in obedience to God. There's blessing in it. Oh, I'm not saying to you, this is not health, wealth, get rich. Do these things, you'll be... I didn't say that. I said, you're blessed in doing that. There is a blessing in forgiving your enemy. Amen. That's the blessing. You're blessed when you turn the cheek. 
You're blessed when you give and you don't receive. You're blessed when you bless others who curse you. That's the blessing. Because you're experiencing living like Jesus. You are blessed if you do them. And then Christian blessedness is... I come to this all the time. I I know some of you are, are worried about me on this and thinking that I've perhaps lost my mind, but I haven't. There is a reality in which you are in heaven now while you're on the earth if you're a Christian. It's a fact. There is, the fact is when you pray, you go to heaven to pray. You go to the throne of grace. It is the one pra- When we draw near to God, He draws near to us and we meet Him in heaven. Listen. A life of blessedness, as I've given you here, is heaven begun on earth. Oh, you don't have all of the blessedness yet. This is an incompleted blessedness on the earth as a believer. This is the beginning of it. This is the down payment of it. This is the promise of what you are going to have. But it's not going to be in Dixon County. It's going to be in the glories of heaven when you're gone from this earth. Final, fulfilled, complete, absolute, eternal blessedness. I'm trying to get you to think about spiritual things tonight. I wrote it here for you as a statement. The believer sees heaven by faith and tastes it by joy. This is blessedness. Let me read it again. The believer sees heaven by faith and tastes it by joy. This is blessedness. So someone called me the other day and knowing uh, the uh, recent uh, things that I'm going through around cancer and the other things. And this particular person had received uh, a report from the doctor about their own situation that they have cancer. So what do I do, Pastor Mike? I say, you trust God. That's what you do. You thank God, you trust God, and walk by faith. As we put our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, we we get glimpses of heaven in our experience. Some of us have become so rational in our Christianity, we've left out the emotion. How in the world can you be saved and know you're justified by grace and not get emotional? I get all worked up about it. Terry, do you get worked up about it? Praise God. Thank you, brother. The believer sees heaven by faith and tastes it by joy. There's a lot in that statement for you. I'm not talking about just little moments of emotion. I'm talking about the joy of the Christian life. It is linked to your faith in God. So, the Christian life is a life of blessedness because of our knowledge of God's blessedness. Now, I've given you a sentence here that you probably think is double talk, but it's not. If there is any blessedness in knowledge, it must be in the knowledge of blessedness. You see, the blessing comes in knowing that I'm blessed by God. And I didn't do anything. You didn't do anything. For by grace are you saved. For by grace. Wait a minute. Grace is the blessing. For by grace. Here's the blessing. For by grace are you saved. 
Through faith and that not of yourselves, it's the gift of God. It's all the blessing of God. It's all from God. It's all coming our way. If there is any blessedness in knowledge, it must be in the knowledge of blessedness. And I said to the dear lady recently, you must learn to live in the joy and blessedness of God regardless of your physical condition. You are God's child. He's not surprised by what the doctor told you. Live in the blessedness of God. Live in his blessedness, my dear friends. You see, God blesses the doer of the word. What did James say? But the one who looks intently at the perfect law, the law of liberty, that is the word of God, and abides by it, not having become a forgetful hearer but an effectual doer, This man will be blessed in what he does. Look, there's a blessing in obeying God, as I said before. There's a blessing in saying, yes, I'm going to share the gospel with my neighbor. Yes, I'm going going to disciple other people. I'm going to do what the Lord told us to do. Oh, the joy. Do you remember the joy that the disciples experienced when the Lord sent them out and they were dumbfounded? Even the demons... Do what we say. You remember the Lord talking to them about that? The blessedness of obeying God and doing what God has called us to do. Well, there is blessed, there's blessing in taking the Word of God, reading the Word of God, and doing it. You know, I said to one of our people this week, you know, one of, the, one of my greatest ambitions here is that through all of our ministry work, through all that we do with adults and with students and our older boys and girls, is that we teach them how to take up their Bible while they're by themselves and read God's Word profitably and be able to apply it to their life. If we get that done, we have done our job here. I'm not saying that teachers and pastors aren't important. I'm not saying that public worship and the teaching of the Word of God together is not. I'm saying that when you're all by yourself in the worst condition of your life, what do you take up? Do you pick up the remote? Do you pick up the remote? Or do you pick up the Word of God? Or do you have enough of it in your mind that you can sit in any circumstance and the Word of God by the Holy Spirit feeds you and you experience blessedness? This is what I desire for all of you, my brothers and sisters. So the Christian life is a life of blessedness because of our faith in Christ. It brings its own blessing. So I've given you two examples here. What did the Lord say? You remember Thomas. I'm not going to believe unless I see and touch. Boy, that sounds so noble, doesn't it? (laughs) He didn't show up for church, right? You've heard all the preachers talk about that. They didn't show up and the Lord showed up. But what does the Lord say? Jesus said, because you have seen, Thomas, you believe. Ah, are you all looking? Are you listening? This is for all of us. This is what the Lord said for all of us. Are you listening? There is a condition of blessedness. There is a condition, a spiritual condition of happiness... For those who have never seen me and yet have believed. Did you hear that? 
Now are you living in the condition of blessedness? God blesses with the Holy Spirit. What can we say? We could go here. Oh, the blessing of the Holy Spirit. And what do we read in um, the Gospel of Luke? I'll, I'll just read again. Uh, someday, uh, you know, I've made a note so I won't forget. But someday, I truly want to uh, talk to the church in more detail about the blessing of the ascension of the Lord Jesus Christ. It is so greatly misunderstood or ignored. It's kind of like the Lord was dead. He rose from the grave and then he's in heaven. Well, wait a minute. How did he get there? And what's the significance of that? Oh, so many things. But I'll just only say this. As the Lord Jesus is ascending to heaven, uh, we, we read these words in Luke chapter number, uh, Luke chapter number 24 and verse 50. And he led them out as far as Bethany and he lifted up his hands. Wait a minute. And bless them. While he was blessing them, he parted from them and was carried up into heaven. The Lord leaves and the entire ascension is about blessing. The blessing that comes from our resurrected, ascended, glorified, enthroned Lord Jesus. We've been blessed. We've been blessed from the cross, from his life, through the cross, through his resurrection, his ascension. He's blessing all the way and giving gifts. He ascended and gave gifts to men. And when he blessed us, the Holy Spirit came at Pentecost, praise God. And now all of us who are saved, we've experienced the filling of the Holy Spirit, living in the Spirit, walking by the Spirit, being taught by the Spirit, and given spiritual gifts to use for the purpose of the church. You are blessed with spiritual gifts. The Christian life is a life of blessedness because of our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and all oh, the blessings that come. Had the Lord not ascended, the Holy Spirit would have not come. And the Lord said, it's better for me to go. Because then the Holy Spirit comes. And now the Holy Spirit is here. Praise God. The Christian life is a life of blessedness by, by experience of the blessings of God. I, I just want to taste and see that the Lord is good. Well, what is that, Pastor Mike? Is that the Lord's Supper? Well, taste and see... That the Lord is good. This is a statement of blessedness. It's the experience of it. Look, friends, we come to know these things so that we might experience blessedness. It's a condition. It's a condition. Uh, Brother Gary was talking about Fanny Crosby on Sunday in the, the old hymn. You know, she was blind. Fanny Crosby couldn't, she was blind. And she was one of the most joyful people. She understood blessedness. It's not in what you have or don't have. It's not in how people are treating you. 
It's how you're treated by the Lord. Blessedness. Blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. This is what we're singing these days. I want to talk to you about experience. You know, some of us grew up around, you know, if the preacher doesn't get on his pant leg and sweat and fall over the pole of the place and foam with the mouth and roll around, well, hey, he didn't really preach it. That's such a distraction to me. I don't know if I'd get anything out of it. I'd just be wondering, man, can he really do all of that? Preaching is not supposed, the preacher is not to distract from the message. The preacher is to give the message. So there are limitations on that. Or as I hear sometimes, well, you know, the boy, didn't the pastor, wasn't that, what was that? What, what did he wear? Who really cares what he wears? Did you see his hair? No. I'm trying to hear the truth of the word of God. If a preacher or a teacher in this church makes more of themselves than the gospel, shame on them. That's not the order. It's not about us. It's about the Lord Jesus. I say all that to say that experience is a part of the normal Christian life. Some have grown up and said, oh, I was around people that got real wound up. So that means now you're not going to have any emotion. Well, of course I love Jesus. Can't you tell? No, not really. The joy of the Lord is my strength. It does mean that there's happiness. Well, we don't want to talk about happiness. Well, we do need to talk about the spiritual happiness that comes from knowing Jesus. Now I am happy all the day. Isn't that what the old hymn said? And now, I am happy all the day. Well, I got bad news, but I'm happy all the day. Well, I'm having a hard time. I got my job. I'm happy all the day. Well, if my boss, I'm happy all the day. Well, I've gotten old. I'm happy all the day. The blessing of the forgiveness of sins. Romans 4, 7. Blessed or blessed are those whose lawless deeds have been forgiven and whose sins have been covered. Can it get any better than that? Look, unless you know how wicked and godless a sinner you were before you were saved, you'll never appreciate being forgiven of your sin. What are they all? There they were with the Lord, having dinner with one of those Pharisees. There they were. And the woman comes in and breaks the... Perfume pours it all over the Lord's feet. Well, even Judas got all worked up about it. Poured it and the fragrance cleared the place out. It was unbelievable. It was beautiful, the fragrance. And the Pharisees were worried because this woman was a woman, a, a, an adulteress, most likely prostitute. But she came to Jesus in her prostitution. And the Lord says, Simon, I have something to ask you. You remember the dialogue? Everybody in here could teach this as well as I can. To whom much has been forgiven, they love much. Did you hear what I just said? Well, I love God. Do you know how much you've been forgiven? If you know how much you've been forgiven, you'll love God a whole lot more. It'll just increase your love for God. That's a state of blessedness. 
Loving God is a condition of blessedness. Loving God is a condition of blessedness. We, we'll take 1 John and we'll get there again. But he strings together. John is such, 1 John is such an amazing letter. We love him because he first loved us. That's blessedness. I have been blessed. Therefore, I will bless God with all of my heart. The blessing of God's reward for endurance in the Christian life comes at the end. James said, blessed is the man or blessed is the man who perseveres under trial. You hear that tonight? You're under trial. For once he has been approved, he will receive the crown of life, which the Lord has promised to those who love him. The blessing of God from the new birth. There's the whole experience of being saved and being born again. 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 4. For by these he has granted to us his precious and magnificent promises. Please listen or read it with me. So that by them you may become partaker but become partaker of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world by lust. There's your blessing tonight. You don't have to live in corruption anymore. You're now born again. You're a new creature in Christ. You can be renewed in your mind. You can be transformed every day. What did Levi say when he was praying today? You, I be, he, he's quoting Romans 12. I beseech you by the mercies of God, present your body as a living, living and holy sacrifice to God, which is your spiritual service of worship. And do not be conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. This is blessedness. You can be transformed. You can continue to be renewed in your mind. Brothers and sisters, does this matter to you? Aren't you glad to know that renewal of the mind comes in your state of blessedness? Well, I've always thought this way. Well, if you get saved, you won't think that way anymore. You'll stop it. You won't care about that anymore. Oh, the blessedness of a renewed mind. Somebody brings it up and you go, well, what are you talking about? I've completely forgotten that. I have spiritual amnesia. What are you talking about? The Lord forgot it and so have I. If this church could forget a few things, we could move on. I won't go down that rabbit trail. And the completeness of Christian blessedness is waiting in heaven. Some of your families, the reason why blessedness is not as real in the family is because some hold on to things that they should leave in the hands of God and move on. Ah, oh, here it is. I've strung these together for you. I've tried to give you some beautiful picture here. This is, these are the threads that are woven together that describe just a little bit for us in our ability to try to comprehend this of the complete blessedness of heaven. The permanent, complete, eternal blessedness of heaven. Revelation 14, 13. Blessed are the dead who die in the Lord. You're blessed if you're dead in the Lord. Literally dead. Blessed are the dead who die in the Lord from now on. Yes, says the Spirit. So that they may rest from their labors for their deeds. Follow them. 
Hebrews 4.9, there remains a rest for the people of God. Yes, the rest we come to have in knowing Jesus Christ. Yes, here the rest begins. But there, it is permanent forever and a day. Eternal rest. You know, sometimes we say to people, you need to rest. We don't mean literally go home. Sometimes we mean literally go home and lay down and lay down. But sometimes we mean by rest, stop being so worked up in your mind about things. Some in our church are so exhausted because they are torturing themselves by their thinking. They're torturing themselves. They will not rest in their mind. And resting in your mind is peace of mind. My peace I give to you. I'm talking about blessedness here. I'm talking about blessedness. Peace. The Lord Jesus is trying to get some sleep. And the boat is all over the place. And these experienced boatmen, boatsmen, he had them. They couldn't figure it out. They were even scared. And the Lord is so sound asleep, they wake him up. And what's their first line? Lord, don't you care about us? Now, isn't that the way we are? And the Lord calms the seas and says, why were you afraid? I'm going to ask you tonight, what are you afraid of? Why are you afraid? Why are you afraid? That's a lack of experiencing your blessedness. I'm not saying to pretend like there's no problems. I'm saying look your problems in the face and rejoice and say, I am at rest. I am at peace because the Lord has allowed this to go through his hands and this is best for me. This is best for me. You learn to live like that, it will free you of all of your troubled mindedness and you'll rest. Revelation 19, 9, Blessed are those who are invited to the marriage supper of the Lamb. Oh man, is that going to be a day. You talk about a supper. That's better than your family reunion potluck. I can promise you that. Revelation 26, blessed and holy is the one who has a part in the first resurrection. Over these, the second death has no power. Oh, the glorious blessedness of not having to face the second death. And finally, we end with this. Blessed are those who wash their robes so that they may have the right to the tree of life and may enter by the gates of the city. When Jesus saw the crowds, he went up on the mountain and after he sat down, his disciples came to him. He opened his mouth and his first word was blessed. Blessed. So we read tonight as we close, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the gentle, for they inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. 
Blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Blessed are those who have been persecuted for the sake of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people insult you and persecute you and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice! It's your condition of blessedness. Rejoice, be glad. It's your condition of blessedness. For your reward in heaven is great. For in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the blessing of the words of the Lord Jesus Christ. They come to us as sweet, permanent, filling words. They fill our minds and they affect our souls. Help us tonight to leave as people rejoicing, inexpressible and full of glory because of our blessed condition in knowing Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Thank you for transforming us and translating us, Heavenly Father, from the domain of darkness into the kingdom of your beloved Son. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus to the praise of the glory of His grace. The Lord is at the door. Come, Lord Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 God bless you. Say hello to somebody on your way out. You may see somebody here tonight you don't know. And we hope to see you, Lord willing, on Sunday. Have a great evening. God bless you.